0: Like the rest of you, we're trying to make sense of this crazy thing that we call life. I'm RJ.
1: I'm Khalil.
0: And welcome to Try Not to Overthink It. Every day we find ourselves discussing many different topics ranging from trending news to the state of our society as a whole. You name it, we have probably talked about it. After many heated debates, we decided to expand and share our conversations with you and give them to you from the standpoint of both a therapist as well as a social worker. If this is your first time here, I'd like to say thank you for checking us out. We ask that you uh, participate in in the conversation and become part of the tribe, as well as share these conversations with other people. So today, what we are going to talk about is starting new habits. Uh, With the beginning of a new year, a lot of us tend to do what is called New Year's resolutions, where we map out what we want for ourselves for the new year. Right. Um, We, we, you know, for a lot of us, we tend to think that going into a new year is going to be a new me and you know and and i can't tell you how many times i've heard people say that you know oh this year is going to be this this year is going to be that and then when the rubber meets the road we kind of get comfortable and we fall back into things that we've always done and then the following year is going to be the year and the year after that is going to be the year and the year after that is going to be the year and then before you look before you look before you know you look up and you've never you haven't really accomplished any of the goals that you set for yourself So today we're going to talk about that. We're going to unpack that. And we're really going to talk about breaking habits, breaking cycles, breaking chains and growing from those things, Um, because even failure, you can learn from it. Um, So, Khalil, do you want me to start off or did you want to start it off?
1: Um, Yeah. Hey, definitely. uh, You can start it off because I think uh, you touched on a lot of good (coughs) things there, um, especially uh, when we're talking about changing some of these habits that we have and not bringing them into the new year. Um, whether it be smoking, whether it be cussing, whether it be uh, drinking, whether it be, um, you know, uh, lying, whatever the habit is that you've gotten yourself into. um, Definitely, this is the time where we can stick to a new year's resolution and start changing things, but little by little. Uh, I think a lot of reasons why people fail RJ is because they try to do it all at one time. So please, I want you to open up on that.
0: So, um, For me, I like to read a lot of self-help stuff um, because, again, me as a practitioner, I always look to be the best version of myself. And so in order to be the best version of myself, I have to go and seek knowledge that is going to propel me to that next level. Um, So I will go and sit down with other people, especially people that I admire or people who are in places that I want to be or have behaviors or have things that I wish to emulate myself. Right. And then I will also surround myself with material, regardless if that's books, um, if that's an audio file, a podcast, a video of certain people. And so one of the particular people that I came across was Dave Martin, and he said that the best way to neutralize bad habits in your life is to form better habits to replace them. Right. And you know, I felt that that was really profound to me, um, because again, like for a lot of us, we tend to not realize that in order to make room in our lives for newer things we have to eliminate other things
1: right
0: so if if you are in say we'll use relationships because that's always been something that we've talked about on this on this platform so if you're in a in order to make room for a a fruitful and beneficial relationship you got to cut out the toxic ones or the ones that are maladaptive to you and so for me you know what he was saying there you know basically of. If there's something that you want to improve, you got to replace it with something better Um, or something that you need to improve upon, you got to replace it with something better. And one of the things that I work on with my clients all the time, especially for my clients who have really bad habits, um, rather that be non-compliance with treatment or substance abuse or being aggressive um, with other people, excuse me. One of the things that I always work on them is the habit swap chart. So the way that the chart works is three columns. And so the first column is the habit I want to change. The middle column is what it gives me. And then the third column is a new habit that I'm going to replace it with. Right. So for a lot of us, we all have bad habits, regardless if we realize it or not. So say for a lot of us, when we interact with other people, um, first thing that we want to do, you know, for a lot of us when we first wake up in the morning is get on our phone. I want to get on the phone. I want to check to see if someone's liked my liked my share on Instagram or see if right. someone's like my picture on on Facebook or or the, something I shared on Snapchat or TikTok, and you know, for a lot of us, that's the habit we need to change. So then you go into what it gives me. It gives you a connection to other people. So what is a new habit that you can that you can circle that you can cycle in to replace that bad habit of immediately waking up and getting on your phone? So one of the, one of the new habits that you could do is get up and pray first thing in the morning. Right.
1: Right. Give thanks.
0: Um. Get up and, and journal first thing in the morning. Right. Um, get up and exercise, exercise first thing in the morning. Exercise, right. <laughs> Which you know nobody right.
1: wants to hear that, but yes. All
0: all three of those things are things that are, you know, positive and that are constructive that will help prepare you for the day that is to come. Right. Because um, they all help to kind of get your mind, your body, your soul together and help get your, you know, get you prepared for what is going to come, come from the day. And I think that for... A lot of us, again, you know, habits, you know, like my dad always says, are like are like feet. They don't get any smaller. They get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, as they keep going. And so for a lot of us, like before we realize it, if we don't kill the habit, if we don't dead the habit, we don't get rid of the habit. Eventually, the habit has a way of killing you or overcoming you.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm in agreement. I I love the fact that a lot of people uh, don't. They don't understand what you're talking about when it comes to replacement, right? Um, uh, It's one of those things when I talk to clients, right, Uh, especially in the substance abuse area, uh, which is the field that I work in, uh, the funniest thing is when I tell them, I said, well, you've stopped drinking, what'll happen? And I'm telling them what's going to happen is usually the brain who has uh, this magnificent uh, supercomputer in it always decides to continue to get that feeling, but use some other avenue to do it, right? So it's like, hey, well, I stopped drinking, but the reason why I was drinking because I was trying to obtain a feeling, right? Mood altering or mind altering chemical or substance, right? So next thing you know, the person will sometimes get involved in exercise, right? Um, Actually, they'll, they'll usually overdo it, because they want that stimulation. They want that feeling, right? Or they'll substitute with another drug, whether it be pills, whether it be uh, marijuana, whether it be you know any other substance that they can try to get that feeling from, right? Um, overspending, uh, they can get a high from that, sh- becoming shopping addicts. So uh, it, it's so funny because I think a lot of people take it for granted, but that's what the brain wants to do. All right, because it's so used to getting that gratification, right, and you've been creating that 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 uh, euphoric feeling, the brain is like, I need to get that from somewhere else, right? So, boom, it, it'll uh, cause something else. Well, usually you'll find something else to substitute that feeling for, right? Well, the same thing comes with our habits because those are habits as well, right? And and you're going to need to find something else to replace it, but something healthy, all right. Mm-hmm i talk to people like well i don't drink anymore you know i just drink a lot of coffee now (laughs) like over caffeine is overstimulation right your Mm -hmm. caffeine receptors in your brain are going crazy because you're drinking 10 cups a day there's a problem right so we want to find something else to put into it Um, one of the uh one of my favorite uh books i read back in the day when i was in my um uh, graduate school was a book by bj fogg he's a stanford professor And it was called tiny habits right and so he goes off the the um the tenets of the 21 day rule to break a habit right takes 21 days it used they used to have 28 days was the theory it's 21 days to break a habit right but he wanted you in order to break this big habit whether it be like i said smoking drinking uh lying masturbation whatever that huge habit is right he'd put small things in the way So during that time that you would usually do whatever that behavior is, he'd start instituting something small, all right, during that time, and eventually you'll put two or three small things in that time period, whether it be before I uh, I, I go to sleep, instead of taking a drink, I'll read a book or read a paragraph out of a book, a small paragraph out of a book, or I'll decide to clean my room at that time. Uh, you know, I'll organize my shoes at that time and do that every day, do that every day. And it starts to take away from that time that you usually spend doing whatever that habit was. It could be picking your nose, whatever it is, you do something else in between a small, tiny thing you add in there, whether it be brushing your teeth, whether it be flossing your, I mean, flossing your teeth or uh, picking your ears, whatever that is, you add that in to that time you're doing that habit that you want to break. And eventually... You'll be able to break the habit, which was crazy for me, but I didn't understand what he was doing, all right? It's that same substitution theory. And I think a lot of people want to take on, especially when it comes to New Year's, right? We want to take on that resolution and we want to jump off, you know, jump into it, jump into the water and and just get reckless with it. If I want to quit smoking, if I decide to throw that pack out the window that day, all right. I might get stressed out by the later that afternoon, I'm going to buy another pack of cigarettes, right? So I don't tell, when I talk to people about quitting smoking, I don't tell them just to, to quit right there and there, right? Is usually take steps, taper yourself off, small steps. Well, you know what? I'm going to try to smoke four cigarettes today or five cigarettes today, whatever it is, start scaling it back so you can change your habits. Instead of smoking, every time I I take a a cup of coffee in the morning, I'll smoke in the afternoon. Start start changing up some of these habits that we have. Tiny little changes like that will lead to larger changes. So I'm so glad you mentioned that RJ, because I think a lot of people, they wanna tackle it and and go full on into it for the new years. And, and, And if you think you're gonna exercise seven days in a row, Your body's going to be so sore because it's not used to doing that after that third day or maybe even second day. You probably throw your back out. (laughs) You got to start small.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Um, Like for a lot of us, because we see the beginning of the year means new start. And so new start means new me. And so for a lot of us, you don't have to be. As you said, you don't have to be extreme. You just have to be consistently consistent and disciplined. Yes. And even even for me as a person that, you know, I try to hold myself to, you know, regiment regimented way of living. And the reason I try to do that is because, you know, again, when I didn't have structure and discipline in place, I was wild. And so being wild, I got into trouble. I did things I wasn't supposed to do. Uh, Certain blessings were blocked. Uh, Certain bags were fumbled. Um, So for me, growing, maturing and evolving, you know, I had to kind of break certain cycles. So to break certain cycles, I had to put things in place. And so for me, what I what what helped me was I, you know, I go by you know three rules. One, I have to stop and contemplate. What do I need to change and why? Two, map out what that change looks like. And so what what you kind of have to ask yourself is how can I subtract or get rid of the the clutter or the thing that I'm trying to overcome? Three, set the goal and you know, and then what that looks like is, you know, keeping in mind what is going to keep me focused, what's going to keep me motivated, what's going to keep me on track, what's going to keep me hungry. Those are things that I use to kind of keep myself on on track. Right. Um, right. Now, again, that was easy. That's far easier said than done, because um, it's easy for me to say that as a person on this side of it. But when I before, you know, when I was in college and even before that, when I was in high school. Again, I was on this side of it. And so there were a lot of hard life lessons that I had to that I had to run into to recognize that not having discipline, not having consistency, not having the self-motivation, because I was motivated as long as somebody else was telling me what to do. But what happens when that person's not there anymore? Right. Now yeah. I gotta motivate yeah. myself. Yeah. And so um one of the things that my dad has always said, you know, time and time and time and time and time again um, games and war and battle is one in the practices and the rehearsals that nobody sees. Right. So, regardless if someone is there, regardless if someone is telling you to do something, regardless of someone standing over you, you have to be disciplined enough to execute the lessons that you were given. And so, for a lot of us, what we tend to do is we tend to um, this one lady that I that I um, that I follow on Instagram. Her name is Shelly Netco. She's a life coach. And mm-hmm. she says, stop repeating patterns and calling them fake. Right. And for a lot of us, we will we'll, we'll, we will do that. And I hate when I hear people say, well, God didn't want me to have that. Right. You know, it wasn't for me because God didn't intend for me to have it. And But it's like, you know, we got to stop blaming external things as the reason why we are where we're at right. for a lot of us we are at where, where we are at because of us because of our lack of discipline yep. our lack of consistency our lack of investment of effort and energy and so we have to take accountability and that is the biggest thing with setting new goals breaking old habits is accountability i have to be accountable to myself yes if i don't do x y and z what is going to happen If I don't hold myself accountable, I tend to revert back to old habits and bad behaviors that got me in trouble, that kept me from being the best version of ourselves. Um, Because, like for me, being being a nerd—if you can't tell by the glasses, you know, by the glasses and some of the jokes that I make, and even some of the clothes that I wear—I'm a nerd. And so, for me, I always, you know. I kind of look at and, you know, as an artist, you know, I like to draw and I like to paint. And so I always look at things like a comic book story or an anime or a manga. And so for a lot of us, the reason we are our, our habits are delaying us from from being the best version of ourselves. They're holding us up because um, I was I was on Instagram the other day and I saw that good habits I'm an ally for you and bad habits make an enemy of time for you. Right. And for a lot of us, our bad habits keep us from reaching our goals. They tie us up, they weigh us down, and they get in the way of us actually self-actualizing. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those New Year's resolutions you set for yourself, you know, again, the bad habits are what are keeping you from being the the new you in the new year. Right. And so it becomes one of those things where it becomes a battle with yourself. It is. There is no external battle. It's an internal battle with yourself because, again, I have to battle with myself to decide what do I want for myself. Do I want to continue on in the next year with the same foolishness, the same mess, the same BS, or do I want to move into a new year moving in in, in, in the purpose that is that is mapped out for me, the purpose that I see for myself, the purpose that God has for me, the purpose that I'm supposed to be moving in? Like those are things that you have to ask yourself. Like as a a provider, one of the things that I always ask my clients all the time, it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. I don't care what your mama say. I don't care what your husband is saying, what your wife is saying. I don't even care what other members of my treatment team are saying in regards to what's important to you. I need to hear from you. What do you want to do? Yeah.
1: What do you want out of this? Right.
0: What do you want out of this? Because until you want this. There's no there's no amount of anybody else externally wanting it that is going to elicit a change until you want it short of God putting something on your heart to change a life altering experience like a come to Jesus moment like you almost died like oh my God my life my life flashed before my eyes I'm ready to change until you reach that that point to where you say enough is enough and I'm tired of my own foolishness and I want to grow and I want to be the best version of myself. Until you decide that I want this, there's nothing, I, there's nothing anybody else can do.
1: Right. Well, RJ, what you were mentioning earlier and throughout uh, for the last five minutes is people not recognizing uh, what's happening to them, all right, or uh, that locus of control idea, right? Well, are things happening to me or am I making things happen, right? Uh, when you're stuck in one of those cycles, because it, it's a rough situation. I see it often in substance abuse working in that field, but also I've saw it in myself, right? When you're stuck, stuck in a vicious cycle and you can't get out and it becomes repetitive, then all of a sudden we take that victimization, right? Well, all these people are doing something to, to me. No, this is when you have to be accountable if you want to change something, right? You start making things happen. Uh, and, and and I think that's what you were talking about, like being really uh, conscious about some of these decisions we're making. Like if I want to change something, right. All right. And, and I want to make sure that my life is going to be different Then I'm going to have to take the first step. Cause if I know this is not what I want out of life, I don't like the situation I'm in. It's on me to start changing. Uh, some of those steps are changing some of these habits. Uh, and, and I, I love what the, uh, you said that lady said, um, I forgot what was her name, uh, the lady that you've been watching, uh, the self-help motivation lady, what she was talking about.
0: Shelly Netco. Um, yes. She said, stop repeating patterns and calling them faith.
1: Right. We, we get caught up into that, man, because we've learned it from some of our ancestors, some of our relatives. You know, they'll they'll tell you, well, it was fate. This is just God. This is God wants you to have the abundant life. <laughs> God does not withhold anything from his children. Uh, I I don't know if people get caught up in this. uh, Like I said, it's a cycle when, when bad things continue, usually you got to start looking at some of your habits, some of the things that you're doing, Um, you know, and and I'm one of those people because I've seen it with my own two eyes. All right. Uh, I kept going when I, when I was on substances, you know, I kept going to the drug strips. I kept going uh, to hang around people who were, uh, were uh, dealers Uh, users, all sorts of stuff like that. Man, I racked up so many charges (laughs) in my 20s. My mom was like, what is wrong with you? Well, it was the people I was around. Mm -hmm. And I would always be like, well, people are doing stuff to me. Well, no, I probably shouldn't have been around those people. I shouldn't have been hanging in strip clubs, shouldn't have been hanging at at nightclubs. I shouldn't have been hanging around people who were uh, carrying, uh, uh, who were armed and dangerous. I shouldn't have been doing those things, right? Because that wasn't even me. But to use the substances, to hang around those type of people, I was glorifying that life. All right, I kept getting in trouble. And I was like, man, I was like, oh man, these people keep getting me in trouble. No, it was me. I would be in the wrong places. Uh, in order to break those cycles, you're, uh, you're going to have to recognize that the part that you play in it, right? Mm-hmm. And when people don't want to do that, I, 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 I've worked with clients and I'm like, well, the reason why you're in and out of a, a, a court, or you you keep messing up with the judge, or you lost custody of your kids, those are your decisions you made. Mm-hmm. You don't have to keep repeating the cycle. Uh, we've talked about that in previous episodes. Uh, uh, mothers and daughters, both both of them that I've dealt with, had kids, all right, when they were fifteen or sixteen. You don't have to. Re- if you saw your mom go through that struggle. All right. And grandma had to step up and do everything because you couldn't do it. Right. And then you go ahead and repeat the cycle. Well, then there's something wrong there because you got to see it play out because you were a part of it. But yet you did it again. Right. So that means that we have to make a change. That's on me. If I I can't say anybody did anything to me at that point because I saw it. I was I lived it. So you're supposed to break that. Well, I'm going to do something opposite of what my mother did or what my grandmother did. I have to do something. And that's when we start by changing some of these habits. You know what I mean? Uh, 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 Being, uh, lying with people out of wedlock. And I'm not preaching here, right? I'm just talking about that's an answer to break some of those cycles that are generational, Mm -hmm. right? All right. I'm not going to commit to being in some relationship with somebody who doesn't want to marry me. You know, mm-hmm. that's how we break some of those. And it, 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 that's a small, tiny decision. That's not even a large decision, really. It's just like, you know what? That man, he just wants to date me. You know what? <laughs> that That's probably all he'll ever do. I'm going to have to go ahead and look for someone who wants to marry me. These are small little decisions you make. And it's hard in the moment because, uh, you know, when you're caught in battle and you're in the heat of the moment, all you can see, you have to move off of instinct. Because all you can see is the person coming at you. You know what I mean? Unless you bounce them from side to side or back to back, all you can see is what's coming up forward. You can't see what's behind you. You got and so you're gonna be, have to be hyper vigilant. you have to be alert. So when you're caught up in that, especially in life, with the way things come at us in life, you're gonna have to start preparing yourself and you're gonna have to take a pause and stop making decisions so quickly. You're gonna mm-hmm. have to really take a break and say, hold up. Things are coming at me too fast. Let me take a break and let me take an aerial view. Because uh, once I can see what's going on around me and I can look at all the different things uh, going on in life, I'm going to make better decisions. But I got to take a break. I got to take a pause. Because if you're stuck and you're trying to make things off of instinct, you'll probably be doing the same thing over and over again in this in this war <laughs> that we are in, in, in life. This is so difficult. Um, And and I've seen it with my own life. I've seen it with other people. You'll keep making the same mistakes over and over again if you don't take a step back and really analyze what's going on in your life. And you can do that with a clinician. I'm not telling you, uh, and and you can do that with a a, a person who has some good knowledge. You can do that with a lot of people, but I'm not even telling you to do that. It's some introspection that needs to go on. I'm telling you to do that with yourself. Have, you know, take a break. Move it, move yourself from that relationship. If it feels horrible, take a break, take a time out. You know, and I, I think people get scared. Like all of a sudden life is going to stop because you took a pause. Now the world's still spinning. <laughs> you know, well, it's still going to happen if you take a time out.
0: I think that for a lot of us, just the fear of the unknown is what keeps a lot of people in, in, in place and, and keeps them in, <laughs> poor habits. Um, we, and I spoke about this in previous episodes, like for a lot of us, you know, the habits that we form are based off of choices. It stops being like you were saying about mistakes. It stops being a mistake after like the second time. Then at that point, it's, it's a decision. You made a choice. You made a choice I'm to go right to or smoke. go left. Right. You know, it wasn't like it was a coin flip or, you know, a dice roll. You made a conscious decision to either continue to smoke, continue to be in this relationship that's not going in a, in a particular direction that you wanted to go in, um, continue to live an unhealthy lifestyle, continue to not work out, like those are choices, right. you know, now again, you know, it, it's not, a, you know, a roll of the dice or a coin flip, you made a yes or a no decision there. And so for a lot of us, we tend to move in, in, in things that are comfortable to us. What's always been comfortable to me is what I'm always going to do. What's easiest for me is what I'm always going to do. It's like being a good person. If being a good person was easy, there'd be no crime. There'd be no violence. We would love each other. We would take care of each other. There'd be no poverty. But again, being a a resolute, honest, steadfast person is very difficult. So because it's very difficult, because we as human beings are innately selfish at times. We prioritize our wants, our needs over the needs of the community around us. So because of those things, again, that's why we experience crime. That's why we experience violence. That's why we experience poverty. But, right. you know, again, the, the easy decision is not always the right decision. A lot of times the hard decision is, is, the, is the right decision. But for a lot of us, it, it boils down to the amount of effort and time and energy we are willing to put in into something, to see a change, to see us, to see ourselves graduate or matriculate to the next level. Um, Like there's no, there's no shortcuts. There is no shortcuts. There's not going to be any cheat codes. Um, I can tell you that, you know, let's you guys in on on a trader's secret, the secret code, the secret sauce, the cheat code, whatever you want to call it to your destiny and purpose is your daily routine. Right. What you do every single day is going to help you manifest things in your life. So if you get up every day and you constantly work every single day to be a good person, you'll be a good person. If you work, you you get up every single day with the mindset of "I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out." Guess what? You'll be in shape. Right. If you get up every single day and you put forth the effort to cut cut out smoking, um, beat your addiction, whatever it may be you will eventually be successful in that. But that comes from a consistent, being consistently consistent and being disciplined. Right,
1: the the term um, auto-suggestion, uh, and, and that's saying things over and over to yourself or to another person to suggest in their mind, all right, that you wanna achieve this certain uh, objective, right? Um, And and I I know for a fact that it's worked because it's worked for centuries, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, If I continually tell myself I want to get in shape and I get up and I start walking and jogging every day, uh, in three or four months, my body's going to start to look different. I'm going to start to feel different. Mm -hmm. Uh, In turn, then that's that self-efficacy. I can do this. I'm being successful at losing weight. I'm being successful at putting my body in shape because it's not always about losing weight. It's about putting your body in shape, right? Getting tone or whatever that case is, right? And you start doing it more and more and you get better at it, right? Uh, The same thing if if I'm working with my spouse, right? I start telling my spouse that they're a wonderful human being, that they're a blessing to be around me, that I love them, that I want to keep them around me and I want them to be the best that they can be. And I'm building them up that's auto-suggestion. And I'm saying this over and over and over to them, right? Uh, eventually, they are going to start to produce fruit. They are going to start to think, hey, my, my, my spouse looks up to me. They they, they really appreciate me. So I'm not going to do those negative things that I used to do, right? I'm going to make a change. Uh, that's what we do uh, when we start to operate on a higher, uh, a higher mental level plane and a higher, uh, spirituals plane. If I want to change things, I have to start to talk to myself. And it's not craziness. Um, people walk around like, yeah, I don't mean talking to myself, like I'm walking down the street, like, sure. I want some McDonald's. All right. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about building myself up in the early morning. When I get up, um, I need to be thankful for for what what's going on right now um uh i don't care what the conditions you're on uh you're in uh w- what type of situation you're in all right get up and be thankful all right mm-hmm. and be content with whatever's going on because uh, it can always be worse it could always be worse right and then from that point on start to tell yourself and i i used to write these things out the things that i needed to do i, I need to get back to doing that i'd write my stuff out i'd say well you know what, today I need to do this and, and to be regimented, to, to make sure that in my mind, i put these things there. All right. I need to save money for because, you know, at times I didn't have a vehicle or a reliable vehicle. I need to save money because I want to get a vehicle or I need to save money because I want to get a new house. I need to, whatever it was, write these things out. Tell yourself these things. All right. I am going to get a better job. You know what I mean? I deserve a better job. Make sure that you're working on certain qualities that you need to get this job. All right. Mm-hmm. If, if you need to go back to school, start enrolling, do whatever you have to do. Tell yourself right out of plan. Tell yourself what you want to do. These are the small steps that people I think sometimes they take for granted. These are what changed my habits when I'm grateful, thankful and I'm content with what I have but also I'm having these plans that I do want more. Um, and, and and I know that God will bring these in my life. Once I'm doing the things that are necessary to get to that level, there's certain things you have to do. Uh, RJ talked about goals earlier. Um, I write these out. These are goals. Uh, every step, all right. A smart goal pattern. Y'all have heard me talk about that is small steps to get to the larger goal. Why aren't we doing this? Uh, And and, and these are one of these things where if I want to change something, if I want something to matriculate or or I want something to manifest in my life, I really have to start making these goals and taking these steps to achieve these goals, telling myself that I'm going to do these things. Uh, That's how I, 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 when I used to really, really, really uh, struggle on obtaining things, these are some of the things I didn't do. I didn't write out my goals. All right. All right. I I didn't uh, go to work with the mindset that I'm thankful that I have a job and I know God's going to get me a better job. I didn't go to that, you know, mind state like that. I'd be like, man, this is show up at this stupid job again. There I go. These people don't do nothing for me. These people worthless. (inaudible) My, my, My coworkers suck. That's the type of mindset that I would go to work with, but I would expect blessings in that same environment that I'm cursing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I done cursed everybody out, uh, the copier, <laughs> my boss, in my mind. This is what I'm doing in my mind. Obviously, I wouldn't have been working if I was doing it in actuality, but I'm doing this in my mind. I'm cursing everything around me, right? And then I wonder why good things aren't happening, right? But when I'm building my mind up, like, hey, this is my job, but this is just temporary. I know mm-hmm. something better is going to come along. All right? I'm preparing myself for something better. That's why I'm doing this job. I'm coming in here and I'm gonna bless other people. I'm gonna do what's necessary to help people around me in order to set myself up for what God has in store for me later on. And I'm not preaching, I'm not getting religious, but it's that positive self-worth, that positive motivation that I have to put in my head else I'm gonna walk around and I'm a curse I'm just I'm just as human as anybody else. I had a, a patient say to me the other day he said, Khalil, you always smile. Well, uh, what, what he doesn't know is I've been on the other side where I could not smile. There was nothing to smile about. And, and I wasn't thankful. I wasn't grateful that I had my life. Man, if you have your life, you have your health, you can walk and talk. Man, the next day is always a day where things can get better. You mm-hmm. always can get back. I've had to hit the reset button so many times in my life. It's ridiculous. Uh, uh, We need to bring my mom on the show so she can tell you. Uh, There's been times where I was completely bankrupt. All right. I had to beg my mother who, you know, at the time she was taking care of herself. She'd been divorced for years. I had to beg her to come get me. You know what I mean? No vehicle, no nothing. I was like, man, I'm going to have to restart, mom. I'm going to have to restart. I, 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 I'm, I'm at my wit's end and she would come get me and I'd reset, all right? People don't understand. I know about moving across states, all right? Uh, with no money or using my money to move and then having to restart, all right? Humbling myself. Like I was 30 years old moving back in mom's house, right? Humbling myself, right? Resetting, restarting, but I had to do it with a positive outlook because I know I failed and the failure part was rough but I had to build myself back up. I said, I'm gonna I'm reset and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna put in as much effort a- a- as I can to get out of this situation, to make my life better. I had to write out these goals. I had to get up and be intentional all right, about blessing and being thankful uh, to God for having my life. all right. Because like I said, if you can walk and talk and you got your two feet, some people do it with no arms. You can still be successful, you can do things and you can change the narrative of what's going on in your life currently. Every day is a blessing uh, because I can get up and I can make something happen. This is when you no longer acting like everything's happening to you when you start making things happen. I'm gonna make something happen. It, it, especially for you all who are, who are struggling with finances. Man, I had to work two jobs for a long time. RJ knows that, but it it, it blessed me. I worked two jobs. People be like, how you work? Sometimes three. People are like, how are you doing okay. this? Let me tell y'all something. This is a testimony. I worked at a substance abuse center part-time and I worked at the mental health center. Uh, later on, after uh, I, you know, I, I started getting my little degrees and all that, you know what I mean? I started working at different jobs and I still maintain connection with some of these part-time jobs. Do you know, last year when I was unemployed because I had a layoff, my old job that I worked at five years ago called me because I had a good relationship with these people and offered me a position. I didn't even apply. I didn't do anything. They called me. I had talked to a lady, you know, I kept in good standings with her. I talked to her. I told her about my situation. She said, you know what? I was just thinking about you the other day. And I was like, what? Yeah. She said, yeah, I got a job for you. All right. They called me, scheduled the interview, and I got the job the next week, all right? But the craziest thing was, people used to tell me, why are you working two, three jobs? I don't know. I said, I I have to do this. I'm trying to motivate myself. I said, I'm trying to learn something. I'm trying to learn something. I want to learn about uh, being in the substance abuse field. I want to learn about social work. I want to learn. And and people used to make fun of me. They'd be like, you crazy, man, going to these two or three jobs. But when I had none, look who provided. You get what I'm saying? though that's a testimony of sometimes man if you put in that extra effort if you do some things step out of your comfort zone sometimes you might need to work two jobs to get back because i i just told y'all i i was homeless at 30 had to move back home with moms going off a a breakup with my ex-wife you get what i'm saying these are these are i had to hit the reset button mm-hmm. these are times when you do that you have to look at yourself and say you know what, I'm going to stop saying everybody's doing something to Khalil and I'm going to go make things happen for Khalil. All right, faith is an action word. I had to go out. I said, I don't got no money, but I'm going to make it happen. I got to work two, three jobs for two years. Like I said, people clown me. They're like, did you sleep today? Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I didn't, but I I know it was for something that I needed to do for my future. I had to do these things. Um, And and I'm not going to bore you all with some of the trivial uh, things that happened to me, but I suffered. There was a lot of times where I didn't get a lot of sleep. There was a lot of times where I thought about quitting all these different um, jobs. There's, but uh, you know, the thing is, when I went to grad school, a lot of people didn't have experience in the field. A lot of people didn't know about medications, med- medication compliance, stuff I learned from RJ and all these people. They didn't know about this. the the, the different drugs and stuff. But because I had worked those two, three jobs, I had learned about these things. And for me, it was easy once I went to grad school. The people would start talking about psychopharmacology and this and that. I would already know stuff. So it always worked out. Once I set my my life goals and I start setting these goals and taking these small steps, it worked out for me uh, in the end. So I know when we put this positive energy and we start being thankful and grateful and content, think good things will happen to you. Good things will happen.
0: Um, for sure. I think that for a lot of us, uh, we we get caught up in the work that has to occur in order for the change to happen. And uh, one of uh, Chinese philosopher, uh, Lao Tzu, he's, he founded Taoism. He says that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. You know, as long as you're you constantly keep moving and keep moving and you keep moving your feet, even if you're not moving your feet a whole lot, as long as you just keep moving your feet forward, eventually you will get to where you're supposed to get to. And for a lot of us, because we get we get discouraged by the work and the effort that has to occur in order for the change to take place. We discourage ourselves. We'll talk ourselves out of the blessings that can be ours or the achievements that can be that can be obtained. Um, for me, one of the things that I had to realize was that um, in, order to be, in order to be great at anything, there's sacrifice that has to be made. There's sacrifice that has to be made. There's effort that has to be put in. And in order to achieve overall goals, there's an amount of attention and time I have to be willing to put in on anything that I'm trying to do. Um, because for a lot of us, what we have to understand is where we are a year from now is a reflection about the things that we are doing right now the things that we are doing right now are setting us up for where we're supposed to be. It's gonna open or close doors in your face. And so like you were saying, because you had done certain things, there were certain doors that were open to you, certain avenues that were open to you. And had you not done those things, those things, those doors would have been closed in your face. And so for a lot of us, when it comes to the habits, uh, the things that we choose to partake in, those things can open and or close doors in our face. Um, The people that we surround ourselves with they can add to those habits they can magnify those habits they can introduce those habits to us cuz for a lot of us we picked up certain habits because we were around certain people
1: right
0: certain we never had any thoughts of doing certain things being certain ways eating certain foods participating in certain activities until we were around certain people right and that is where as i was saying in a previous episode about you know the things that you allow into you and to be around you can start to become a negative influence on your life. And for a lot of us we we have to take accountability for where we're at and where we want to go. You got you got to take accountability in both in both directions. Mm-hmm. Where I presently am at and where I want to go because no one else is going to take accountability for any either one of those two points. Right. I have to take accountability for this point and for this point. And in order to get from this point to this point I have to be the one to to put forth the effort. Now again, when it comes to things, you know, like working out, you can hire a personal trainer, right? Um, right. Who is going to train you? Who's going to call you to see if you're going to come to the session? Um, who's going to try to motivate you? But again, you're only going to get out, you know, your you. Right. exactly, exactly. Um, your 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 input has a direct correlation to you know the outcome. And for a lot of us, we want, we, we want to do, as you said, the, the, the hard reset. Because if you, you take your phone, right, and you hold down the power button, and you hold it down, it resets the phone.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it, it, it turns the phone off, and you hold it down again, the, ter- the phone turns back on. It restarts the phone. Same thing you, when you do that to your computer. If you hold down the power button on your computer, it forces your computer to go off. We, as human beings, because of the complications and the intricacies of our lives, that's not a feasible thing. Right. Now, there are going to be some things that you're going to be able to cut off wholesale and and you know, and not really face any adverse reactions. But there are other things where you're going to have to slowly and steadily cut those things off if they are not contributing to you being the best version of yourself. Right. There has to be an analysis of your overall life to figure out what are things that you need in your life and what are things that you don't need. Um, I think the the person that pointed that out to me was Sheree, who we've had on the show before. Sheree talked about that. Like I was in her office one day at work, we worked together, and I saw on her wall needs versus wants. And so some of the things that she had in 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 the wants in the wants section, I'm like, why is that not a why is that not a need? Like um, money, money was a want, it wasn't a need. I was like, why is that not a need? She said, because you don't need money to survive. It's nice to have money, right. but a lot of people make it by just fine with no money. Yeah,
1: and I was yeah, like, you yeah, know what?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. You know, and, and so we got to talking about talking about that. And she was like, for me, that's what I work on my clients with, uh, you know, of uh, fully vetting the things that they, you know, because a lot of people have them, you know, you know, flip-flopped where, you know, wants or needs and needs are wants. Right. When you sit down and you map out all of the important things in your life, you start to realize and you and when you unpack these things, you start to realize that the things that you're holding as a priority is not really a priority.
1: No, no.
0: And it's actually being a detriment for you to hold on to those things. It's actually being an impediment to hold on to those things. It's actually keeping you from being the best version of yourself to hold on to those things, to continue to, you know, want to partake in those things or have those things in your life. Right. And so, for me, as I said in the in the episode that we talked about purpose, purposively, I, you know, and in wa- and in moving purposively, I operate in a in a purposeful manner. Meaning that you can't, if you're not contributing to my purpose or this does not align in my purpose, you can't be you can't be part of this show.
1: Right.
0: You know, because access to you is a privilege; it's not a right. And a lot of people have that confused. They think that being around you, you being around other people, that's a right. It's not. So if things can't, you know, add and multiply in your life, they're going to divide and subtract out of it. And so when it comes to habits, when it comes to changing, when it comes to growing, because that is what changing your habits is, its growing. When you're talking about becoming a new you, you think of it like a, a caterpillar and a butterfly. You know, the caterpillar turns into the butterfly. It grows into the butterfly. It, it's a caterpillar. It eats, 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 eats. It cocoons itself in a chrysalis. While it's in the chrysalis, that's its time to to reflect, contemplate, nourish itself. And while it's in there, it's not just in there just taking a nap. Mm-hmm. It's in there growing. It's in there changing. So when that chrysalis, that that, you know, that cocoon pops open, the butterfly comes out. Now, who it was before before it went into the cocoon is not who it was when it came out the cocoon. And so for a lot of us, it is very possible for us to turn into a butterfly and be some something different than what we used to be. Mm-hmm. But there is a mount. Like I said, look, with the caterpillar, there's effort that goes into reaching that phase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He he went into he he knew what he was supposed to do and he, he executed what he needed to do to get to that phase. And for a lot of us, we don't want to do the caterpillar phase, but then we want to be the butterfly.
1: Right. But in, in what, you, what you're what you saying is so true because we talk about that work, right? Mm-hmm. There was also a time where obviously that Caterpillar, while it's in the cocoon, is shut off. Yep, It's shut off from a lot of things. It's shut off from a lot of people. It's shut off from a lot of distractions. It's shut off from a lot of external forces, right? These are some of the situations that I think a lot of people take for granted, right? You need that personal time. You need to cut off some of the distractions, whether it be social media, whether it be negative friends, whether it be uh, relationships that aren't beneficial, right? Whatever that is, you're going to need some personal time, um, that alone time. Sometimes it's going to be painful. Sometimes it's going to be hard because you want to reach out, you want to go hang out with people, but that might not be your time at that time. That might be your time for reflection. That time to work on yourself. That time to really, hey, I don't need to be in, in in this type of relationship right now, all right? Maybe later on you might be able to do that, but no, right now I need to work on me, all right? Even with people who are married, it's okay for you to have some alone time. Uh, you know, you work with couples sometimes, and 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 they think it's kind of like a sin. No, I think it's okay for a human being to have some alone time. I I need to be able to to process what just happened. I might Mm -hmm. need to be able to process my day. I need 30 minutes to an hour by myself. I'm going to get back with you, but let me get this time to gather my mind together, to be able to reflect um, and and, and to be able to work on myself. Maybe I need every morning to get up, go go, uh, listen to a self-help book. Uh, Maybe I need some time to go pray. I need some alone time. So I, I, I am in that that, that uh, changing state where I'm, I'm actively working on myself to, to, do, to be the better version of myself, right? Um, and I think people take it personal when you tell them that you need some alone time or you tell them that, hey, I'm sorry, I can't go out tonight because I, I, I'm going to stay home. I, I really need to catch up on some rest or I need to actually spend some time uh, finishing this book I've been reading. People take it personal, but so what? Because if they truly love you, they're gonna wanna see you develop, evolve, mm-hmm. be, be be a better version of yourself, be that butterfly that RJ was saying after it transforms, right? I want someone to get to their their, their best them uh, because in turn, if hey, if they're their best version of themselves, right? Uh, I'm gonna wanna change. I'm gonna wanna be better. I need people around me who are evolving. I need people around me who are successful. Um, I, and that's going to motivate me. I'm not going to look at it like, oh, that person's leaving me <laughs> or that person don't need me no more. I'm going to look at it as that person is evolving and it makes me want to be one step better. It makes me want to actually work on myself. Uh, when, you know, uh, I, I had a time where I was a part of a church in Richmond and, uh, it was good serving you know, cause I never served in a church before really. Like, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't really into that. Um, I worked as a usher and, uh, you know, I, I would usher and I would help with the kids ministry. Um, and, and I would do certain things and, uh, the kids were awesome, man. Uh, in Richmond had some hoods. Let me tell you, it had some stuff, but we would help some of the kids, man, Are you laughing, but it is, it was really good to be able to help some of the kids that, that, that that were from a lower socioeconomic um, class of, of children and families you know what i mean it was good to help them um it was so funny because some of the kids they were wild and you know they'd be cursing and stuff like that um but when they got around us we would you know me a few other people a few young brothers man that would go pick them up for a wednesday night services and stuff you know we would try to instill good things and be good influences on them right so uh one of the little girls it was hilarious because i was uh, i was having an argument with one of the other brothers who was with me and i cursed and and she was like oh my god she's like "Hey, mr franklin she said, you just said a bad word i said oh lord and and, and it, it caught me and i was like oh man i'm sorry because she made me be accountable um and i remember that time in my life because i did it for two years i was cursing less no smoking cigarettes no doing any of those type of things that I I used to fall victim to before, you know, and I was taking time to work on myself uh, uh, and and I had to be accountable because I had these little kids I was ministering to, right? Those things right there, um, now that I don't do them anymore, I look back, I said, man, um, I was evolving. I was changing. I regressed when I stopped doing that, you know? And I had to look at myself, man, uh, and I curse less now. Uh, you know, because I'm, I'm a little more aware um, than that 10 years ago. But at the same time, when I was around people who were doing the right things, when I surrounded myself around people who were um, living differently, uh, a lot of some of these behaviors just actually uh, started to, uh, because I wanted to do better. Um, I was cognizant of some of my negative behaviors, right? So when, it, when they would come up, you know, I, I I tried hard to not do those things. I put forth the effort to not do a lot of those negative things when I was around people who were positive. So that's why it's good that if you have a partner who's evolving, a partner that wants to change, they're going to help you in turn if they truly love you. You get what I'm saying?
0: For sure. Um, I think that, you know, like what, you know. Something that came to my mind when we were just like when you were expanding on what I had said just a little while ago about the caterpillar. Um, when it's in the cocoon, it goes through what you know, like what we always talk about that season separation. Yeah, you know, we all as human beings at some point in time will have to go through a season separation. And a lot in separation, like for a lot of us, we think that separation, you know, it has like a negative connotation, you know, because we think that separating means I'm cutting everybody off. Um a lot of times we have to go through that season separation to kind of separate ourselves from other people and outside influences that may be being a distraction from where we're supposed to be.
1: Right.
0: Um, and a lot of times, you know, in taking a break, taking a pause, taking a knee, calling a timeout, um, it allows us to kind of mentally and emotionally reset and kind of get our bearings back. Um, I think that we all, at times, you know, when you are looking to achieve goals, you will need to go through a season separation. You'll need to kind of take a pause from a lot of different things, a lot of people, just to kind of emotionally prepare yourself for what is go- for the change that is about to occur in your life. Right. You know, for that elevation that's about to occur in your life, and 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 it, and it's not a bad thing to be able to separate yourself from other from others and and from different things. But again. During this season of separation, there should be some honest and earnest contemplation that occurs um, in order to help to facilitate. Because a lot of things start here before it goes anywhere else. It starts. It's mental.
1: It's mental.
0: it's, It's mental. It's mental and it's emotional. So to mentally and emotionally prepare yourself is going to prepare you physically. You know, for me, if I can prepare myself mentally and emotionally for something, things don't bother me. Right. You know, things like pain, things like uncomfortability, it doesn't bother me because I've already I've already overcome it in here. And so for a lot of us, when we are looking to go through that season of change and development, there's gonna be a season of there's gonna be a season of separation that, that proceeds it. Because again, that is what is going to prepare you and 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 steal you for that season of growth and that season of development. Right. And the things that you tend to surround yourself you know once you've had time to kind of separate yourself from it you'll start to realize that i didn't really need it any in, in the first place yeah it had no place in my life in the first place and then the people that are that were for you and that truly are for you they will understand that hey you needed that season of separation right. and they will applaud you for the growth and the development that there you, you are, that you are making because yeah. when people when you start to grow and you start to evolve and you start to you know, stop fearing failure. You start you stop fearing abandonment, rejection, yeah. uh, not achieving. You know, life has a has a different feel to it. You know, the vibe is different. You know, life kind of gets out of your way and you'll start to see, you'll start to see growth, you'll start to experience growth. Um, so much so that other people will start to see it in you. Yes. Like you won't even have to say, like, I'm losing weight, because people start to see that people you're losing see it,
1: weight. Right. Yeah, it'll you know anyway
0: your your attitude will be different, your swag will be different, right, like people will you know oh you you know like they will recognize the mental the emotional growth that comes through conversation with you because your thought process changes, your belief system changes because that you know like I said, when you start to change, everything about you starts to change you physically, emotionally, spiritually uh mentally all of you change holistically you change when you start to cut bad habits out of your life right. and again the the bad habits will only remain present if you allow them to remain present
1: yes uh it, it's funny we're coming to the end uh uh back in the day uh one of my favorite parts of the snoop dog uh what was it uh gin and juice video at the end of the video um, uh, I believe it's, it's either gin and juice or, or one of them at the end of the video, his uncle or whatever's in there, and he was like uh, talking to the, the aunt, and the aunt was like, man, you drink too much when you go to these parties, and he was like, nah, man, you put me around JB. Do you know when I get around JB, I drink too much? <laughs> right?" Mm-hmm. He's blaming, he's actively blaming somebody else for making him drink a lot, right? Uh, those are the type of things that I've looked at in myself, like, it, it, I can't blame anybody uh, for, for some of the things that happened to me, uh, you know, because at the same time, like I said, man, life happens. Life is hard. It's difficult. All right. And I have to accept that I played a part in most of these things. I played an active role in allowing a lot of these things to keep transpiring in my life. I played an active role in it. And it's up to me. All right. To make play an active role in changing these cycles, changing these habits, changing some of the outcomes. It's up to me. I Mm -hmm. I don't have to let people influence me. There's no reason why if I know I go around someone and they always offer me a joint or they always offer me a drink, I can always say no. I make a conscious decision to do those things, right? Especially if I know I don't know how to act. Once I do those things, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know I'm no longer productive if I'm doing those things, right? Whether, uh, uh, you know, whether it be uh, uh, of a sexual nature, you know, people are like, well, no, that that woman at that job, man, she she manipulated me, man. Or, or that guy, man, he, he, you know, he flirted with me first. Regardless, it's up to you. We make a conscious decision, all right, to uh, allow certain things to influence us. If we mm-hmm. want to change, be the change, you start making the active decisions to influence your life the way you want it to go. Um, I know we're at the we're at an end and I'm going to let RJ close, but I just want you guys to know, like, once I became an active participant in my life and I started participating and making uh, rational decisions and I started really sitting back and looking at some of my behaviors, I was able to change them. I was able to to, to, do, to run an interference, say, mm-hmm. hey, I, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not what I want to do. Uh, and that's when life stopped uh, in, in my brain. Life stopped uh, doing things to me. And I started making things happen. Uh, and, and, and I was no longer the victim uh, at that point once I started recognizing those things.
0: Yes, I, I wholeheartedly agree um, for for me, I think the only thing that I, you know, I have left to share is be the butterfly, you know, be, be the caterpillar that becomes the butterfly, you know, put forth the effort, go through that, that, that phase of development, uh, contemplation of, you know, and if necessary, a season of separation to put forth the the time and energy that you need to be able to be the best version of yourself going into this new year. Um, with the new year, that is an opportunity to be a new, a new version of yourself. Right. and. In accepting that challenge of being a new version of yourself, um, there there comes effort, there comes there comes you know consistency, there bec- there comes discipline that you have to put forth in order to achieve that goal of an, of a new year, new self. Yeah. So um, this is where we're going to stop the conversation. Um, this is try not to overthink it. Signing out. I'm RJ. And I'm Khalil. And we will catch you in the next episode. If you like the conversation, um, we can be found on YouTube at Try Not to Overthink It. Um, we can also be found pretty much everywhere that you can listen to audio files. So Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Audible, if you prefer to listen to the conversation instead of watch the conversation. I don't know why you prefer to listen to it instead of watch it because, you know, we're very good looking men. Um, but if you if you prefer to listen to the conversation we can be found on those platforms if you prefer to watch the episode to be able to look at our beautiful faces um, we can be found on YouTube if you happen to stop by the channel we ask that you like, share, subscribe uh, participate in the conversations uh, nice. comment because again we want to you know expand on these conversations and be able to get your input as well so we're signing out and we will catch you in the next episode later